0: So good morning. Once again, I want to welcome you to our services online. And I trust that the Lord has been really, you know, ministering to you and and, and comforting you and encouraging you, lifting your spirits up. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to be able to continue services, you know, although we are not being able to come together as a church But it's a wonderful thing to have online services like this. And I'm sure you are already involved in the service from the beginning of it. I'm sure you lifted up your voices, clapped your hands, got involved in the whole worship service because we are not doing it uh, in front of a, a screen. We are doing it before the Lord. And I always say this, to get the best out of anything, you've got to put your whole heart into it. So I'm sure if you want to enjoy the presence of God richly, I'm sure you got involved in the worship. And uh, we don't take the services here lightly. We spend a lot of time preparing. Uh, songs in order to lift your spirits up. We prepare messages that we pray about, believe that God will speak into our hearts to give us a right word for you. All right, every Sunday and even in our Bible studies, it's good that we are able to get back into our Bible studies again. And uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, excited about our whole Bible study sessions. I wish that every one of you could join in. It's on a Tuesday night. So I'm sure, you know, you have already finished with your work. If you are going out to work, just tune in for our services on Tuesday night. I'm sure the Lord will minister and bless your hearts. If you cannot do it, then go on YouTube and get a hold of those lessons because it will encourage you tremendously. At times like this, we need to live on the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but man can live out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. All right. Now, I'm sure you heard about this lady, you know, who was uh, staying in an old folks home and because of the COVID uh, that had been spreading and has been spreading. And uh, so the nursing home said, listen, we, we have a, a a bus that will take all of us to a center where we can receive our vaccinations. And uh, this lady says, "No, no, 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 she says, you know I I, I I will just trust the lord to to heal me and protect me i i will I'll be okay, I will not go for it." And Later on, her daughter, who's a nurse at a clinic, said, "You know, mom, listen, I, I will come and personally take you. You don't have to travel in the bus with all the rest of the people. I will come and personally take you uh, to the clinic and we can get you the jab." And the lady said, No, 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 I I will really trust the Lord, you know, and God will bring about uh, his protection over my life. So finally, the doctor, uh, son of her, said, Mommy, listen, I will bring the vaccine to the clinic, to your bedroom, and I will give you the jab myself. And the lady says, Listen, son, I trust the Lord will protect me. Well, you know the story how she eventually contracts covid 19 and she dies and she goes over to heaven you know that this is just a story right <laughs> okay she enters into heaven and she stands before the lord and says god I'm so disappointed with you because you know i i i said that you would protect me and look what happened you know it looks like you didn't come through on the deal and of course you know what god said he said three times i offered you help Right. But you refuse to listen. You refuse to accept my help. Uh, how many of you know that the Pope is, is the keeper of the faith, of the, uh, well, Roman Catholic faith, but they say he's a keeper of the Christian faith? But how many of you also know that the Pope travels around in a bulletproof car? <laughs> what am I saying? I'm just saying that the vaccine is your bulletproof vehicle to take you from place to place without you becoming afraid that you will contract this sickness. Now, we need to understand something, you know, and and I think we fail to realize this. I, I've been emphasizing it over the past couple of weeks. I think I did it even in the Bible study. We need to understand that God is the God of this world. He's not just the God of the the. Uh, Old Testament Jewish people and the God of the New Testament people. He's the God of this world. If you read Matthew chapter 5, where in verse, uh, let me see, in verse 45, verse 45, it says, you know, we've got to, God allows the sun to shine on the righteous and on the unrighteous. He causes the rain to fall on the righteous and on the unrighteous. Be therefore perfect or be perfect like God which means that God shows no favoritism in that sense. He he, he loves the whole world. He doesn't uh, have the sun shining only on the uh believers you know christians so they've got special favor from god non-believers no favor no son for you because you don't believe in me rain falls on everybody alike the blessing and favor of god is for the whole world if anyone calls on the lord it's not if any christian or if any jew calls on the lord if anyone calls on the lord the lord will hear and the lord will answer Now remember the children of Israel when they were in bondage under uh, Egyptian rule way back in the uh, Exodus chapter 2, you find them groaning and crying because of, of their bondage, because of the suffering that they were going through. They did not know God at all, but they were just crying out and God heard their cries. People who cry out, you know, in pain and agony, God loves them. God has a way of delivering them. Amen. So we need to understand this is something I was talking to Pastor Life on and Jonathan family kind of thing. Every blessing, uh, every gift that you have been blessed with. If you have been blessed through education, if you have been blessed through music, through art, whether you've been blessed through medical uh, science or or whatever it is in this world, engineering, you know, uh, uh, mechanics, all these are actually Gifts of God to our planet to help mankind. We look at it as, you know, people, you know they, they decide they want to do uh, engineering or somebody wants to be a doctor or somebody wants to be a lawyer. Listen, these are gifts that God has placed within the heart of man, so that man can bless other mankind. The purpose of God is that we bless one another. And so every gift that we are blessed with on this planet is actually the manifestation of God's goodness to all of us. But we don't see it. You know, we think that, you know, my son wants to be a doctor. Where did he get that desire? It was a desire planted in him by God, so that God knew that this guy would be a blessing, a blessing to other people in this world. Unfortunately, man takes the blessing and he thinks, I'm so clever, I'm a self-made man anything and uses it on his on himself and at the end you know many suffer because of it and so that's my message for uh, this morning i want to talk about what faith is i want to talk a little bit about what faith is and and i hope we can begin to understand that faith is a, a bigger thing than we think it is it is a bigger thing so let's go to jude verse 20. Now, listen to what Jude 20 says. Jude has got only just one chapter, so there's no chapter in verse. It's just one whole uh, letter. And this is what he says in verse 20. But you, beloved, you, beloved, build yourselves up on your on the foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, this is from the Amplified Bible. Now, when we look at this verse, very often we kind of miss the forest for the trees. In other words, what we look at is we see pray in the Holy Spirit. But what we fail to see is Jude's uh, uh the letter that he's writing. Here, here it is. He's saying, Listen, you are personally responsible for building your faith. Nobody is responsible for my faith. I am responsible for my own faith. We've already got a foundation laid. It says, you know, build yourselves up progressively, uh, uh, allow it to continually progress like an edifice higher and higher. The foundation has already been laid. We already, God has given every man a measure of faith. And so we start to build ourselves up. And one of the great helps, he says, is pray in the Holy Spirit. But we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Now, I want to bring your attention to a time uh, where Jesus was talking to the disciples and things like this. And then they came to a point where Jesus says in Luke chapter 22 and verse 32, 22 and 32, listen to what it says. He says this, uh, Jesus said to Peter, all right, he says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Listen to this now. I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. What's he saying? He's saying, listen, the, the thing that the enemy has asked for is to sift you. Now, I'm sure you understand that in those days, you know, when they gathered the corn in or you know, wheat in, especially the wheat, when they brought the wheat in, they would begin to throw it up and down, up and down kind of thing and separate, you know, all the... the Chaff from the wheat itself and stones and sticks, all kinds of stuff. They would begin to throw it up, throw it up, throw it up, tossed and turned, tossed and turned again and again, tossed and turned, uh, shaken many times so that all the unnecessary would fall off. But in this case, Jesus is saying, Peter, I want you to understand that Satan has a desire, one desire. He has asked one thing from me. He has asked one thing, and that is that you might be so shaken, thrown here and thrown there so that your faith will fail. So I have prayed that your faith, it is faith that will cause you to stand. Your faith will not fail you. Your faith will not fail you. So I want to speak about faith today and hopefully it will encourage your hearts and help you have a proper understanding because I think we've got a total a totally wrong understanding of what faith is all about. So let me just share what faith is not. Okay, what faith is not. Firstly, faith is not a blind leap. Uh, Sometimes people do so many foolish things. Remember one of the biggest temptations of Jesus. There were three temptations. Of Jesus, the major ones before, because it says, and then the devil left him for a while, you know, for a season, and then he came back in other areas to test Jesus. Those were minor ones in comparison to the three main ones when Jesus was in the wilderness and when he was hungry and tired, 40 days of fasting and praying and uh, in the wilderness, you know, and he, he was hungry. At a time when he was tired, at a time when he was uh, hungry, the enemy came in. And listen, that's when the enemy will come in. He will not come in when you are all vibrant and and happy and praising God. He will not come in at that time, but he will come in when you are tired of everything that's happening around you, when you're weary, when you're so hungry for something more than the enemy can come in and test us. But one of the major tests was the test of faith, where he told Jesus, you know, jump off the pinnacle, take a leap off this uh, pinnacle of the temple. I'm sure the Lord will catch you up. And and I, I've seen so many things where people take uh, the word of God out of its context, and, and they begin to, you know... Uh, kind of like say, okay, because it's there, I, they can do it, I can do it. God was with them, God is with me. Remember Dr. E Cho sharing about years ago when he came and ministered in Malaysia at one time. He shared about these three ladies uh, from a Pentecostal church. And and it was, you know, raining season there in Korea. And, and these three ladies, you know, they wanted to do the work of ministering. They go to village after village. And they came to a very swollen river. And uh, they needed to cross the river, but then, you know, there was no bridge or anything like that. At that point, they decided, listen, Jesus walked in water. We just have faith in Jesus. Uh, we can also do it. So, so let's just pray. And they prayed, God help us, you know, and they all held hands and they walked into the river. There were so many others who were standing there and watched the three of them get swept away and died in that river. It's a sad story but it's it's one of the things that we are talking about it's not a leap of faith. I'm sure you have seen you know uh, uh, pictures and heard news I, I was just looking at one of the churches in the United States this guy was a snake handler and uh, and, and in handling, they have snake handling services, which means that you prove your faith by putting your hand and lifting up a viper or any kind of poisonous snake because, you know, you shall lift up serpents and they shall not hurt you kind of thing. You shall drink poison. It shall not harm you uh, kind of thing. So they take that scripture and they say, okay, listen, if we have faith, you've got to prove your faith by putting your hand uh, inside and lifting up a serpent. Well, uh, this guy was bitten 10 times, and on the 10th time he died, and he came out in the national news uh, in the United States, all right? So so here we are uh, talking about uh, things like this, what faith is really not. Listen to what David said in Psalm 19 and verse 13. This is very important. I pray that you will underline it in your Bible and say, God, may I pray the same prayer. Listen to his prayer. He's saying, God, keep your servant also. Besides the other things that I've been doing, Keep me from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Let me just not presume that this is what you're going to do. If I just do certain things, God, you know, I'm going to step out by faith and you're going to be there with me. Keep me, Lord. And, and a lot of the sins that we are committing uh, is actually, uh, we say it's by faith, but actually it's presumptuous sins. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great. Transgression. So it is possible for presumptuous sins to dominate us. To let them not have dominion over me. And if they do, then God, I will be guilty of great transgressions. Great transgressions. So that is what faith is. Faith is not a blind leap. Okay? Let me also say this. Faith is not a blank check. Faith is not a blank check. Uh very often, you know, this name it and claim it kind of thing. Uh, other people make fun of it. Blab it and grab it. Uh, you know, if you you can just write your own history, kind of thing. And this is very very dangerous. It is like I can can just declare it and it will happen. Declare it right now. Say it right now. So you got statements like this. You you can get spiritually rich. I saw this statement. You'll get spiritually rich. You'll get. Sp- Financially rich. You, both of it. You can get spiritually rich. You can also get financially rich. Now, here's another one. Close your eyes. Listen, this, this is, this is being taught. Close your eyes and see green United States money. Money up to your armpits. A room full of money that you are in. Just tossing around in it. Imagine yourself tossing around in it like a swimming pool. Here's another one, a statement that we receive. Unexpected money is coming your way. Claim it and receive it. Jesus had so much money, that's why Judas could steal from him. Jesus was so rich that he wore a, 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 such a beautiful robe that when you know he died on the cross, they gambled over the garments. <laughs> Jesus didn't have that robe. That robe was not his. It was a robe that they put on him, that Herod put on him. It was Herod's royal robe. And so a misinterpretation of scripture like this, the way it is presented, it's like I can create my own future. And I hope that we will stop doing this. You know, if you would just declare it, it's going to happen. I can write my own check. I have the power to change poverty into uh, uh, wealth, prosperity. I can change that. All I have to do is just claim it. All I have to do is just believe it. The whole power actually resides in me. This is very, very dangerous. Because a lot of people are doing that right now. This is the theology that is being taught. So that is not what faith is. Faith is not just a blind leap or a blank check that I can write. Would you like to write your own future? I'd rather trust in God who said, you know, I know the plans that I have for you. Why write my own future? Man, if I could write my own future, I mean, think about it. If Abraham could have written his own future, don't you think he would have changed the story a little bit? If all those people in, in, uh, written down in, in Hebrews chapter 11, the, the column of heroes of faith, if they could have written their own future, don't you think they would have changed it? I mean, to have gone through all these things, we we kind of think that, you know, we can write our own. You cannot. God holds the plans in his hands. Man's days are few to say. In fact, James says, you know, you you guys are so foolish. You say, hey, tomorrow let's go and do this and let's go and do that. Don't you know that you don't have tomorrow held in your own hands? All right. So let's talk about what faith is. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 and 2. I'm sure you've read this before. I like to read it from the Amplified Bible if I can. This is what he says. Faith is the assurance The title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, genuinely guaranteed, when we say hoped for, it means genuinely guaranteed, the evidence of things not seen, which means the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact that which cannot be experienced by the physical senses. By this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. Don't you want divine approval? Like I said, you know, I don't care if there's a, a thousand people that don't like me. As long as I preach the word rather than God not liking me when I refuse to preach the word. I'd rather have the audience of one clap his hands than an audience of a thousand praising me for something that I should have done but did not do. So it is important to me to bring to you what faith really is. And it may go against, you know, the theology of what we have been learning uh, through media and all of that, you know, all this claim it and, and, and uh, just just say it and you can claim it and proclaim it and declare it, whatever it is. And if it goes against your teaching, you need to re-examine the scripture and find out what faith is all about. Maybe that's why the church is so shaken up today. They are so afraid the church is living in basic fear you heard pastor allen talk why so fearful he gave you a lot of scriptures why we shouldn't be fearful but the point is the reason why god says this again and again and the bible remember is written to his people okay uh sharing god's plan for the entire world but when he writes to his people he says don't be fearful why does he do that because god's people are so prone to giving in to fear so what is faith in your not in in the uh, what what I have before you, let me share a few points to you. Number one, faith is a present reality. Now, faith is. Now, faith is. It is the title deed. It is the confirmation. It is not like I believe one day, you know. And and most of it, it is I hopefully or I wish it was so. But it is no no no. I know. I know in whom I have believed. Now notice what Paul says. He doesn't talk about I know for what I believe in will happen. It's I know in whom I have believed. I am fully persuaded. It's a title. It is right now. So faith is a present reality. Faith is also a substance. It is used as a noun, you know, because believing is a verb, but Uh, Here it is talking about a substance. It is a reality. Now faith is the assurance. Faith is a title deed. It is the evidence that I already have. That is what faith is. But the most important thing is this. Faith is trusting in God. Faith is simply trusting in God. For this kind of faith, men of old gained divine approval. It is trusting in God. We are always trusting for good circumstances. We would never be able to say like the song we sang, blessed be the name of the Lord. He, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Though God slay me, I will trust him. This, th- these are the words of, of Job. Though my body be, be eaten up by, by worms, yet in my flesh will I see God. It's a confidence that he had. Do we have this confidence in God? Jesus said to the disciples in Mark chapter 11, verse, verse 22, he says this, Have faith in God. Let me ask you this question. Do you have faith in God? Do you believe totally, trusting that God is a good God? In spite of all that we go through, I mean, it's good for us to quote scripture, you know, uh, and, and say God is working all things for good. But do you really believe that he is, even in our country, that he is still working? God is a good God. God is still working. God is wise. And he knows what he is doing. It's not like things catch him out of control and God starts to panic. Just because I panic does not mean God panics. Just because I go through a tunnel does not mean God has stopped shining. He's light. Never refuse. I mean, he, he's always shining upon us. Hallelujah. Then it says this in Hebrews, you know, chapter 6 and verse uh, 18. It says it is impossible for God to lie. Impossible for God to lie. Amen. You can trust him. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. God is not a man that he should lie. He's telling us that God is absolute. I am the truth. Not I tell the truth, but I am the living, walking embodiment of truth, Jesus said. Amen. So it is trusting in the very character of God. Who is God to you? Do you trust in him and in his goodness? Then he says in Second Chronicles chapter 2 and verse 20, 20, Jehoshaphat prays. I mean, he's surrounded by an army, you know, 32 kings and all of the uh, armies have come to surround him. And here he is and he begins to stand and he says this after prayer. Hear, O Judah, hear me, O Judah, and O inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Why believe in his prophets? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why Paul said, you know, it is the preaching of the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation. It is not just the hearing, it is not just the reading, I mean, sorry, it's not just the reading of the gospel, but it is the Preaching so that man can hear the Word, and who preaches the Word, but God's proclaimers who are called prophets, those who proclaim the Word of God, believe them, and you shall prosper. All right, what does faith do? What faith does? Let me just go through this very quickly as I bring this to a close. Well, what exactly does faith do for us? First of all, faith will come all your fears. It will calm all your fears. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we all know that scripture. For we know, and you got to say it to yourself, I know, for we know. Do you know that all things work together for your good? To those who are called by God, walking according to his purpose, do you know that all things are working together for your good? Is your faith in God or is your faith in the circumstances? Do you want to write your own future by saying, you know, I, I don't care whatever is happening. I'm just going to claim it. God's going to send. Will I take a blind leap? Will I write a blank check? Or will I just say, God, I believe that you are working all things together for my good. God will calm when, when calm the fears in our hearts. And this is what faith does. When I say, I have trust in you, God. It'll calm my my heart down. It'll cause me not to become so panicky and afraid of what is transpiring. What's going to take place next? I don't know. But I do know this. It will calm my heart when I say, God, I know your word, declares. I know, I know, I know, I know. May you know that God is working all things for good. Secondly, faith will confirm your future. I do not know what tomorrow will bring, but I know that he lives in my tomorrow and that I know that when all my tomorrows are over, I stand in his presence for absent in the body will be present with the Lord. I know these things and he removes all my fear. I told you a long time ago, you know, there was a time where I was battling over what is death really like? What is death really like? And I had this kind of a, like an image to myself, I, possibly my own wild imagination. I and mean, I saw myself like driving in a car and, and this truck comes, you know, I was in Quantan at that time. I said, you know, driving in the car and Quantan those days, the roads used to be very winding, not like today in beautiful highways. And I saw myself, you know, like going and this truck comes and, and it hits me. And I go, ah, some of you would go, mommy, good ones like you would go, Jesus. Ah, and bam, and I just walked straight out of that accident into the presence of the Lord. He's there, and the angels are there. I, I don't even feel the sting of death, the pain of death. The believer just walks, poof, straight into the presence of the Lord. And uh, that kind of removed my fears, and I began to know, I know that when i'm absent in my body i'm present with the lord so i, I trust god uh, totally for my uh, future kind of thing amen matthew chapter 6 verse 25 27 don't be anxious over anything he talks about why do you are you so anxious about your life what you shall wear What you shall eat. Why are you so anxious about things? Come on, man. We in Malaysia, we've got just an abundant supply of everything. Yes, there is a lockdown, but there's still, you can order online. So why are we so anxious? Last of all, faith will challenge our frailties. It will challenge our frailties. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 is often taken out of context by a lot of faith ministers. I can do all things to Christ. Brother, you can do it. You keep telling yourself that I am uh, able to. I I can do this and I can do that. But we need to read it in its context. We forget that there's a verse behind it. It is not, uh, uh, you know... uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 1. It is Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, which means that there are other verses before it, especially verse 12. Listen to verse 12. Let me read this to you. I know what it is to be in need and what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or in wants, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So his faith is in Christ to take him through periods where he can rejoice over much, but also in periods where he does not have anything on the table not a muscle of food on the table i know i have learned the secret and the secret is christ the hope of glory i place my confidence in him and he can bring me through he will give me the strength to go through hell or high water okay amen huh all right so i hope we understand the context in which it is seen you see that's where faith is seen faith is not uh uh Seen in, in what I receive, but in whom I believe, in whom I believe. Well, let me just close with this. You know, from early days, I always used to love Harley Davidson. Yeah, Harley Davidson. But you know what? I never, ever prayed for a Harley Davidson. Never. Never ever prayed for Harley Davidson. I had a good friend, you know. I have a good friend in Sweden, and uh, he would always send me magazines because he was a photographer. He would go around the world and take pictures uh, of classic cars and classic bikes and uh, Indian and and all that. But mostly, he had he had two uh, Harley Davidsons in his own home. But uh, he would take pictures of Harley Davidsons from the early days until or later on. And he would send me these pictures and I would get the big ones and i put them. If you come to my office, you will see a couple of pictures there on the wall. And I would have these Harley Davidsons up there. But I wouldn't say, you know, I'm going to see it. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to claim a Harley Davidson. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to name it and claim it. Harley Davidson. Sleep at night. Harley Davidson. Lord, I pray, give me a Harley. None of it. None of it. I never even thought of ever owning one. If I own, if I went and bought a Harley Davidson, I know the offerings in church would drop. <laughs> All right. But suddenly I meet this guy by the name of Moses. He comes to church. Uh, I tease him. I said, you know, I'm so glad Moses came to the English section. He was attending the Tamil section for a while. I said, if he continued to attend the Tamil section, Pastor Gunnar would be driving on, riding a Harley. All right. But he came in and. You know, conversations kind of thing, he brings a bike to me. If I said, write this, and until today I still have the bike. <laughs> I never ever dreamed of it. Now what, what am I saying? If you delight yourself in the Lord, listen, that is what faith is all about. Faith is delighting yourself in the Lord. If I want to conclude what faith is, I would say this. Faith is delighting yourself in the Lord, doing what God wants you to do. Loving people like you ought to love. Making people happy uh, because that's the whole plan of God, that people on earth be joyful and joyful. All right, I bring you great news joy to the world. Was the message when Jesus came? If you can just delight yourself in the Lord, He will give you the desires of your heart. Don't go after the desires. Go after the delighting in God. And may the Lord build your faith up. If you keep doing that, your faith will be built and built and built. Amen. Trust that the message has blessed you. Let me just pray for you before we. Go on to the next part while the kids are waiting to go into their Sunday school session. Father, I ask of you to so transform our thinking, especially when it comes to what faith really is. Forgive us for exercising faith in such a wrong way. I pray that we would begin to understand what true faith really is. Help us to build On the measure of faith that you have given to every man, so that, Lord, it can be seen by everyone that in spite of all that we are going through as your children, we still say God is good and God is wise. And our faith in you has not wavered in any way. God, the enemy has desired to shift us with this pandemic and with economic crisis and all that is happening around us. God, our faith is in you. We trust that you are good all of the time. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands now. Father, I just ask that you would so bless your people and keep them, cause your face to so shine upon them and be gracious unto them. Father, lift up your countenance upon them. Give them peace in all their homes, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Have a great week.